This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. My Natural Hair is a podcast that shares all the information you're looking to learn about natural hair, the movement, the styles, growing your hair naturally, and meeting other people part of the natural hair culture and movement. My Natural Hair is hosted by LaDonna Sims and Markeisha St. Clair from Hair Goals 313. Collectively, LaDonna and Markeisha have over 25 years of experience doing natural hair. Subscribe on Apple iTunes or Google Play to the Detroit is Different podcast and don't miss the true stories that add to the culture of Detroit. My Natural Hair is a podcast that shares all the information you're looking to learn about natural hair, the movement, the styles, growing your hair naturally and meeting other people part of the natural hair culture and movement. My Natural Hair is hosted by LaDonna Sims and Markeisha St. Clair from Hair Goals 313. Collectively, LaDonna and Markeisha have over 25 years of experience doing natural hair. You're listening to the Ask Jennifer podcast on the Detroit is Different podcast network. Welcome everybody to Ask Jennifer, the podcast where we discuss everything small business. And today we are talking to Alana Rodriguez with Mama Koo's Boutique. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? And we are going to talk about Small Business Saturday. Yes. Don't we love Small Business Saturday? We do. It's the jump off to the holiday season. It is. Well, All Things Detroit is really the jump off to the holiday Excuse season. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I stand corrected. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, the importance of Small Business Saturday is really what we want to discuss. Because I feel like a lot of people just feel like it's something that American Express does. And it's all about them and their free bags that they give away. But it's definitely... Not about that. But before we get into everything uh, about Small Business Saturday, tell us a little bit about Mama Koo's Boutique and how you kind of got started. Okay, so Mama Koo's Boutique is a resale and vintage boutique. However, we also carry handmade pieces by myself and other small, other Detroit artists. Um, we started off doing pop-ups about four years ago. And after that, we uh, took a couple accelerated business classes. And then we ended up opening our brick and mortar in August 2016. But there's something behind the name of Mama Coos. Like, we want to get, like, we know all of the fancy stuff about you winning Motor City Match and doing all those great things. But tell us a little bit about how you came up with the concept and the name. So I actually, um, the brainchild of Mama Coos Boutique was kind of thought out when I was working at an art gallery in Southwest Detroit. I'm from Southwest Detroit. And I changed my residency space into a little boutique. And people really gravitated towards it. It was doing well. And then they moved to a different part of South or a different part of Detroit, rather. And I was the community outreach director for Southwest Detroit. So I didn't end up moving with them. However, I kind of still wanted to, you know, see if this was actually going to pan out to anything. So I started doing the pop ups. Um, the Mama Goose actually comes from my grandfather. He used to call me that growing up. So what else would I name it? <laughs> And so the store where you're actually located, like, that's the same thing. That's like your grandfather. They actually used to live in this space. Yes. My grandparents, when they moved from Texas and from Mexico, they lived in Corktown. They lived in the building that I am currently at with my boutique. Um, I didn't know that until an advisor from Techtown came to the location with me. He's the one that suggested it. 
And I took pictures and I showed my mother after the fact. And she was like, oh my gosh, your grandparents live there. And I was just like, oh. You're like, it's meant to be. It is serendipitous, if you will. And I feel like just for that story alone, people should come and like check out this one. (laughs) Just from that story alone. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I mean, because I feel like there's so much history in Detroit. And only thing we hear about is like, the train station and like yeah. the basic things. We don't hear about those small stories like that about the people who actually live here, grew up here, and like how you have a store now in the space that your it's, grandparents it's used to It's very important, in. the history, and then if people have history within Detroit area to keep it going so people know that it's not just, oh, I came, I wanted to open a store, you know, and then I found a space because it was cute, and so I opened there. But actually, it was thought out. It seems like it was meant to be. Um, there's a statue of Father Kern on the corner, and he actually baptized my mom and all my aunts. My grandma worked at Holy Trinity. Like, there's a lot of history, and people actually really like it to hear about it. People come in and just chit-chat. I have pictures of my grandparents so people can see their faces. They're right by the register, so they're watching the register, making and, sure nothing happens. And money. you're, like, born and raised in Detroit, which is yes. important because— mm-hmm. A lot of us were saying, like, I'm born and raised in the D, I'm here. But it's like, you have, like, history. You are yes. part of the history. Your family has history in Detroit. And mm-hmm. I feel like when you have a business in Detroit, your it's family little, has history in yeah. Detroit. It's, it's a little more special. It's <laughs> a little, you know, you take it serious and you want to succeed. And you are the ambassador for your city. So it's it's a lot different than people just coming and opening stores. It's it's like all my eggs are in this basket. So it's there's a lot of passion there. Such as yourself with your passion for, for your city and for your business. Yeah, you know what? I, I am most happy doing what I love, and I love what I do. So, I mean, we talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. And another question. So, you give an opportunity to small businesses that do not actually have a location. You carry other local artists. What other types of things can we see in your store? Because you don't just specialize in carrying other artists. You do make some things of your own. I do. Yep. It's just a hodgepodge. Honestly, there's no rhyme or reason. If I like something, if I gravitate towards it, then... I bring it into the store. It's the store is just such an extension of myself and my perspective and things that I like. And at first, it was a little scary to do all that, just you know, with my take on everything. But it seems to be doing really well. People seem to like it. So I'm going to continue doing that. <laughs> do you have any? So let's talk a little bit about Small Business Saturday. Okay. So in in just a short, just tell me what Small Business Saturday means to you. To me, well, Small Business Saturday, like you said, it's. It's just a real push for people to shop small. Um, Growing up in Southwest Detroit, we had a very big small business community. So it's not, you know, second, it's basically a second nature for me to shop small and try to shop small as much as possible. It's important to Detroit and the community to keep the money within the city and within the neighborhoods as much as possible and to have that ecosystem of money just going around and around as much as you can. Um, And I know myself and I know my family members, they all receive gifts from, you know, mostly handmade pieces from Detroit artists, because I think it's really important to support artists, especially in your neighborhood. But Small Business Saturday is just a push, which we really need for everyone to shop at brick and mortars, um, to support your local economy, to support your local artists, to support your local makers. And like I said, when you buy small business, you're not just buying a gift, you're helping the small business owner, you're helping them pay their bills, you're helping them you know, send their kids to school, send their kids to after school activities. It's it's a it's a bigger picture than just buying a little gift, you know. No, yeah, that definitely makes makes a lot of sense. And the building where you're located, you actually have, you know, they're all women owned businesses yes. in your building. There's five businesses and we're all women owned. Um ninety five percent of them are minority biz- owned businesses and then about the same percent are actually from Detroit, born and raised. 
That's cool. I didn't even, I did not know that. I didn't know that. Uh, I know. I'm learning something. Hey, look, learning something every day Mm -hmm. while we do this. Uh, So you have an event coming up, uh, and it's coming up for Small Business Saturday. And I know that there is other events that are going on where they have, like, you know, kind of like an all things Detroit, but they're doing it on Small Business Saturday. And if people have approached me several times to ask me, how come I don't do an event on Small Business Saturday for small business where I actually like rent out the Eastern Market or rent out another place to do it? For me, I feel like the market of the market of all these markets are mm-hmm. is oversaturated. I do an all things Detroit in November. I don't want to do another one two weeks later and and have like that. You feel like you you spread it out. That just makes it that much more special. But I also feel that, you know, when you have a brick and mortar, it is important because you want people to actually visit your location. Yes. But there are a lot of small businesses that do not have brick and mortars. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of in between with the whole, like, having an event on Small Business Saturday and then also supporting the brick and mortar. How do you feel about that? Um, As a brick and mortar, and as I can speak on both perspectives, as a brick and mortar and a person who did pop-ups for many years, um, I think it... People who hold events like vendor events and market events on that day that are not in a brick and mortar location, I think it does a disservice to the day itself. Because um, for myself, it's hard for me to compete with my brick and mortar with someone who's holding an event that has 150 small businesses. Mm-hmm. If I'm a consumer, I'm going to go where I could do the most help, which in my opinion would be at the you know the event that has 150 small businesses as opposed to Little Mama Coos. Um, I think the best way to remedy that would be to have the brick and mortars hold little pop-ups is what we do. And I know other businesses have been doing that. If you have the space to invite other, you know, smaller businesses that don't have the brick and mortar to come and pop up. Um, like I said, that whole day is just a push for the brick and mortars. And it's really important to to keep going with that objective because that's the day that we, you know, that's our bread and butter day. And if it's taken away, then... It's going to be a slippery slope, and it's not going to be no bueno. <laughs> I know last year you were featured uh, in a commercial for oh. UPS. <laughs> and I know you love that commercial <laughs> so, so, so much. And that is one thing where it's like me, because not only are you know we colleagues, but we are like the best of friends. We are. And so we, I always talk about like, no, you have to post this, you have to post I that know. because I am a social media promotion. You are my social media psycho marketing yes. lady. So when it was not posted, and I'm like, you have two weeks <laughs> and you have not posted this yet. It's so like serious to me because as of right now, really small business Saturday is coming back up, so we should be reusing that footage, like for Ooh, sure. Good idea. Eggs. See, I'm why always, I pay you the big bucks. <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm ahead of us. I'm ahead of us. So um, with that experience, um, would you do something like that again? And if you did do something like that again, how would you do it differently? How would you use it in a different way? Well, um, if the opportunity did come across again, then of course I would be stupid. And my mother doesn't like me to use that word, but I would be mm-hmm. stupid not to you know, take advantage of it. But honestly, you know I don't like the camera the only reason I'm here is because this is just a podcast. <laughs> but you know what's so funny is that people would be like, I'm like when Stephanie, who was PR, was mm-hmm. says to me all the time, she's like, I know you don't like being the center of attention. I know you don't like this being the things. You would think that I would like to be like, hey, look at me, look at me. But really, I'm just like, I just wanted to promote like all things Detroit. But uh, duh, I caught my you business. You have to be the face of your brand. Because I called yeah. my business Ask Jennifer. So mm-hmm. it's like, duh, and never do that. And uh. it's true. People want to see who Mama Koo is. People want to see who Ask Jennifer is. And though I'm the same boat, I don't like to be the center of attention. I don't like anyone to see my face, but... 
that's what people want to see. and Because they say they like to follow the person, not the brand. People yes. want to follow people and not the brand, mm-hmm. which is hard for me because uh, like that Insta story, my Insta stories are just not on point. <laughs> they are just like... I'm trying to do mine, but it's hard. But it's like, what do you want to see? Do you want to see me like sitting in front of the computer? People like, do. Looking? No, I've noticed that people do. That Like when I'm at markets, like picking stuff from flea markets and things like that. But that's different. That's fun. That's cool. Me, I'm like a computer. Like People still want to see. Oh, well. They want to see that face. Uh, I don't know about all that. Like, And then half of the time, it's like, I want to sit in front of the computer with a little pajama shirt on. I, I mean, don't really see what I'm wearing today. <laughs> I, <don't laughs> I look like I'm sit. going to paint my basement. I don't want to sit in like, you know. But I mean, I respect that people do want to see that, but... It's just something I'm working on. I'm I'm trying to get a little better with you that. You and me both. I mean, a picture is fine. I was like, boom, as long as I don't look, you know, a little cray-cray. Then I, I'm like, honestly, I think I'd rather do the video than a picture because that's like fast moving. A picture is like, boom, there. Really? And I always forget to do filters. See, I don't, <laughs> you know what? And I don't filter any of See, my See, after the fact, I'm like, damn, I could have smoothed out my skin. I could, what is it? Trim the face, oh. slim the face. Could have done I don't all do that. One, look. I don't do any of that. It's just like this is just what it is. And then I look at it and I'm like, oh, I can't stand that picture. No, but like whatever. So I know a lot of people do events. I know that you guys have a huge event coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are are you going to do anything different for Small Business Saturday that you wouldn't normally do for just a regular Saturday of shopping at Mama Coos? So um, Small Business Saturday, we open a little bit early. Um, we do a lot of promotion up to the point, and we open early. What are your What are your hours now? So, right now we are open Tuesday through Friday, twelve to six, and then Saturday and Sunday, twelve to five. We are closed on Mondays. Um, sometimes our hours do adjust during the winter, but I think these hours hours are pretty solid. They've worked so far, so we're probably going to keep the same hours. But for Small Business Saturday for that whole week, actually, so we are going to be closed. On Thanksgiving, obviously, we'll be half a day on the Wednesday before. We are closed on Black Friday mm-hmm. because we'll be getting the um, store ready for the holiday, you know, kickoff. And then we will be open on Small Business Saturday. We're gonna aim for ten, but we'll just keep, keep uh, we'll keep you posted. On that. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be from like ten to six. To six, like, yes. 10 to six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And what other uh, events do you guys have coming up for the holidays? Because I know that. There's Corktown Glow. There is that will actually be in December. Are you and you plan several different events that you do on your own? So you do a flea market and like a yard sale. We try you, to keep stuff like at least one kind of fun thing a month, just so you know. And they're always like different. Um, for the holidays, we have a couple special events um, in December. On December sixteenth, we're going to have Santa's workshop, mm-hmm. which is kind of um, a little old school. You know, when you would go to school and you would have five dollars to go shopping for mm-hmm. even so we do it with kids and it's only kids the parents bring their kids and it's just the kids go into the workshop themselves and we have elves that help um and everything's five dollars or under that's super and cute. it's all like just well curated stuff it's not kind of like the cheapy things so mm-hmm. you know all throughout the year i put stuff aside specifically for that event and then the kids get to wrap it and last year it was kind of out of control, so we're going to try to do a little better this year. <laughs> we're going to have time slots for the kids. It's always, it's always a learning experience. It is. It is. Because if everyone comes all at one time, it's just like, boom. Like, And that's what happened what, last yeah. year. And, and well, what happened was, social media, I needed you. I <laughs> put the event on Facebook, and it said, you know, it said to RSVP, but people just clicked on the RSVP button. Mm-hmm. But if you actually open the picture, it said to call. Or in store RSVP, so we had to put your name down. And so the day of, we had like 75 kids, like, and the other parents were like, we RSV paid. But you know, you can't go by Facebook RSVP because that's not even a thing. And people, no, but people you, just click. 
Like they're going. Yes, but you know what I do when I post your events, Miss Rodriguez? What do you do for me? I, <laughs> I actually use like the Eventbrite and you actually use another link for like RSVP and like tickets. I have to use Ooh. the Ask Jennifer. Yes, you will be using all service. things ticketing. Yes, yes you'll be ma'am. using all things ticketing very soon for all of your events. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing that, you actually just create another link so people can actually send like their email address and their actual name so you have all that information and not just the like how many people is interested like in this event and they're saying that that's an RSVP yes Mm -hmm. and I would not want people to call an RSVP because that would drive you crazy and I know you that you will not want the phone ringing I just want to answer yeah yeah, so yes. we we'll we'll be planning this right now. <laughs> and, we'll do this and offline. Having, so and doing all this, Lana, like what you do is like you open it up to other businesses. You have things com- coming on for a small business Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, the Santa's workshop for the holidays. How do you keep this all together? Like, what would you say some of the challenges are of like running a successful like brick and mortar? Well, um, it's like you said, it's, everything's a learning experience. We're going on our third year, third holiday season, and congratulations! I think, well, thank you very much. And I think we're kind of getting it together. Um, I'm still a little behind as far as ordering because most businesses have already had their like holiday inventory in stock, whereas I'm still like calling people, but it'll be all right. But um, just I really am starting to use my calendar just to get the days. I'm starting to skim off the events that really didn't work and focus on the ones that did. Um, just it's all about organization. It's all about that calendar really helped. Like now I have when I need to order things for different things coming up. Mm-hmm. Um I keep all my vendors in order now with their names and like what I ordered from them. That way, if I just have to reorder, it's a simple click. But yeah, it's it's all a learning experience, and hopefully in three years I'll have it really down packed. <laughs> the next three years. <laughs> how uh, so? How do you go about finding these vendors? Are you always open to like new vendors? Are there particular products that you're looking for? I know sometimes you're looking for new, getting new product and stuff in the store and giving other people the opportunity to be in a brick and mortar. So what are like some of the things that you look for? Well, um, luckily, like I said, I belonged to an art gallery before. So I took a lot of, a lot of the artists when I first opened were my friends, which was really cool. And there's this little event called All Things Detroit. So I like going there. We know about that. Yes, a little bit, (laughs) a little bit. So I go there and I see what's, you know, the new art pieces that are coming out, different makers. Um, it's all, I'd like to have a personal relationship with all the artists that are in my store, just so I know, you know, what their story is mm-hmm. and what they, you know, a lot and of them. that's kind of how I look at all things Detroit. Exactly. Like the people, you, we want to know the story. With every vendor in there. And relationship, it, it could be a, a gift and a curse all at the same that's time. That's how our relationship started many <laughs> exactly. moons ago. Many moons ago, but that's what happens when you meet mm-hmm. like great people and like they support what you do and then they're doing great things and you guys kind of like bounce things off of each other. But I know that you're looking for artists who have I'm always like, looking for artists, like I said, with the new thing, with um with a story, with a Detroit based story is always, you know, what I like to see. Um but I love supporting small artists, up and coming artists. Um something that I do at the store that I'm very proud to be able to do is that I buy right off the bat. So there's nothing in the stores on consignment. Mm-hmm. So everything is paid for. The artists all have their money up front. Which, as an artist, and I had stuff in stores on consignment, it's hard because you put the money into it in the time and you're just waiting month to month to see, you know, that check come in. So that's something that I like to do and that I'm going to continue to do at the store. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's a good thing. I'm pretty sure artists would appreciate getting their money up front versus waiting it until everything sells like they would have to do any place else and then, like, get paid for Especially for the holidays. 
So are there any items in particular you're looking for? Are there like ceramics, or like local art, like candles, like anything in particular? Um, like I said, I'm always looking for stuff. Um, definitely people love, especially around the holidays, it kind of shifts more instead of quirky things, more practical things because my store is a very quirky store. So you're not going to come to my store to get, you know, your everyday clothing or your everyday thing. It's all kinds of like out there weird things. But for Christmas, we kind of tone it down a little bit because we have so many shoppers coming, you know, that are shopping specifically for holiday gifts. So mm-hmm. they're not going to want that like crazy different color outfit. They're going to want something, you know, kind of more mainstream. So anything um, Detroit based sells really good, whether it's ceramics or jewelry, anything like that. We are always in the need for candles, soaps, jewelry. Uh, so pretty much anything. Pretty much anything. <laughs> pretty yep. much anything. Yes. So I always ask these questions, this mm-hmm. question to women who come on the show and just talk about, um, you know, being a minority woman mm-hmm. in business. I always say that it's so hard because I feel like we're always like trying to prove ourselves. Yes. Uh, it's always like, okay, if, you know, someone knows 20 people, like, you know, any nobody and you like have to mm-hmm. work. And it's, to me, it's 10 times harder when you're a minority woman in business. Do you feel that it is just as hard for you being a minority woman in business um, as anybody I, else? Would I be? do. Um, honestly, I, I really think it's a cultural thing in my, in my understanding of it, because like as a Latin woman, we're kind of always taught to put others before, not to be too prideful. So, and I'm starting to like learn, like you know what, this I need to start not doing that because growing up as an artist, I would see guy artists come in and they would do something. It would be like half-assed. It wouldn't be as good, and I know mine would be better. But they were just so confident with it that they would talk themselves up, and people would be like, "Oh well, yeah, man." This, and I'm just in the background, like, "What the hell?" Mm-hmm. Like mine, you know, I could do stuff like that. So it's it's all about confidence, and yet we are gonna we do have to work a lot harder. But you know what? Sometimes that's better because, like I said, that's going to bring more passion out. And people are eventually going to see how passionate you are about it and that it really is a piece of you. So, And it makes you like appreciate the journey that much more. Definitely. Uh, it can be frustrating as hell, though, mm-hmm. for sure. But anything worth you know, worth it in the long run is going to be hard. Yes, because I always feel about like all things you trade or like in doing Ask Jennifer that if I was a, number, a woman of a different race, mm-hmm. then certain things would be easier. There would be oh, certain sure. opportunities that would just just come. And people say, no, no, no. Well, there's programs out there for black women. There's this, this, and this. But it's like when I, I started... I yeah, specific. For, I should be able to do, what, do exactly. whatever. And, it shouldn't be even a... Mm-hmm. And you kind of know the motto that I go by. Like, I can do anything in this world. And if exactly. there's not an opportunity out there, I'm, I'm going to create it. Mm -hmm. And I make sure that I create opportunities, not only for the things that I'm doing for other people, like, you know, like us who are trying to like, I want it to be easier. I don't want it to be harder. Mm -hmm. So if I can create certain things and I know just like like you created opportunities in the store and everything, I feel like that's cool. And I feel like we are just making things happen out here in the world. And like just what you do with the events that you have going on, all of the ladies who you, you guys are all, like you said, Detroit um, Detroit residents, Detroit born and raised, mm-hmm. and then now you have women-owned businesses in Detroit. Yes. So, do you feel a kind of like a sisterhood with the ladies who you have and this, uh, who you are? All guys are all kind of like located together because I know you guys put on some events together. Oh, for sure. You know, it's all about community, and when you're in such a tight little area like that, and it's very important to have each other's back in every capacity, whether it be cross promoting, whether it be you know, collaborating on events. Um, if someone's having an event, we, sh- we have to 
as a neighbor and as, you know, a sisterhood, we have to promote their events just as much as we promote ours. It's it's really important to have that sense of community. Otherwise, you know, you're just out there by yourself and that's not a good place to be. No, and it's definitely about sisterhood and sticking together and just supporting each other. Even if it's just a post on Facebook or even it's just a, a congratulations. Text, like, yeah, anything. Yeah, it's it's super important. And I'm glad that you have that with the ladies that you that you work with. Uh, and so we want to talk about, so I wanted to do a little challenge with you because I know that you um, are like a great shopper. You know how to pick all the goods. <laughs> uh, and so I want you to just give some examples of like some five items okay. that uh, we can get from Mama Coos. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the holidays, what are like some key items that we should get look for that we could get from Mama Coos for the holidays? Okay, um, so Mama Coos we're all about inclusion and we're all about you know having things that other people don't in different boutiques in the city. So um, last year I actually hand painted ornaments and Santas in all shades and colors, Anim- or Santas and angels. So I thought that was really important for people to come in, especially kids to come in and to see a brown Santa, which they don't see all the time. No, because where can you buy a brown Santa? Mama Coos. <laughs> where else can you buy them? You can't buy them anywhere place else. Because if you like literally have to go online and Google like black Santa. And they're Santa, expensive. Yeah. They're very expensive. Because like I did that. Yeah. I did that just to see if there mm-hmm. was a need. There's a need. And there was a really a chintzy one, and it was like $20. That's ridiculous. So... So it's like you can extra find a black for, Santa, you can find a brown Santa, you can find all the Santas at Mamacoos. Ex, extra for a black face. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, it's, it's, it's yes, just like plus size. I know. Do you sell a lot of plus size? In I here? do. I do. And you know that the the whole model of Mamacoos is to be inclusive, like I said. So our price point, we try to maintain a price point that is affordable for everybody across mm-hmm. the line. And it's very important that myself and my employees that when people come in, that they feel that we look at them like they are going to spend $2,000. That's how we're going to treat this person. So you're getting the boutique experience, but at an affordable price, which is really important because there's nothing worse than having buyer's remorse for like a shirt or a pair of pants. And I don't want anyone to feel that. And I know even as a business owner, and I'm doing, I'm, I'm pretty successful right now, I can't afford some of the pieces in the new stores that are opening in the city. And, you know, that's that's a horrible feeling not to be able to afford something. Because everything is going up. We went from having no, not any stores in the city mm-hmm. to there being a lot of stores and it being expensive. Yes. And, just, and there's oh. still such a need for retail, but it's like, who are these stores for? You know, like, yes, I, I'm in Corktown. My store is located in Corktown. And it's a very, like, trendy area. And dare I say, a lot of hipsters are moving there. However, right up the street, it's like low-income housing. And where my neighborhood is, like, a couple blocks away, and I know... People from my neighborhood, you know, they can't afford these stores, and it's 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 not a good feeling. And I don't think that that's fair that these people, who are your community and who are going to support you and who want to support you, can't support you because it's just out of their price range. So okay, so and then okay, so tell us those five pieces. Really Sorry, quick. <laughs> <laughs> let's get those five. Okay, pieces. <laughs> so you get your brown Santas. <laughs> um, we have some really cool ornaments, some other ornaments that actually act as a. Magnet as well, and so they're hand-carved wooden ornaments. Mm-hmm. And what else is good for the holidays? Um, do, do, do. A lot of handmade ornaments. I made a lot of them myself. So um, we have some artesian soaps that, and I'm actually do I, you know, when people buy them, I, when they come back, I ask them questions. So we have a soap that when you use it, when you, 
You actually smell like it all day. People, you know, it smells like you have perfume, yeah. but it's not. It's just the actual soap, so that's okay. nice. And it's for sensitive skin, too. Um, what else? We always have some really cool coats in that I handpick in plus sizes as well. So we have coats and cloaks, which are really in right now. Vintage ones. We do carry some vintage stuff. Um, just a little bit of everything, honestly. There's not five things that I can say because there's just so much going on in that little, there st- in that little baby store. There's definitely a lot of, lot of things going on. And before, what would you say um, is like your greatest achievement? Um, honestly, probably just the relationships that I've built, you being one of them. Aww. But definitely because <laughs> when it comes down to it, you know, that's my support group. That's my new family. And mm-hmm. I know we've had this discussion that it's really, it's, it's crazy that we've met each other so far in our lives, but like, I know you're one of my best friends and Aww. it's really good, you know, to have that bond that only we share because a lot of my friends, my old friends, we, they're not entrepreneurs. So it's something that we share special. And I have that bond with other entrepreneurs. And that I think is the best thing. And like my biggest achievement is just these bonds that I'm building with people. Being able to connect with, I've met mm-hmm. like a lot of great people. And like, just, I've met some bad ones too, but <laughs> the great ones. Yes, but the great the ones. ones and, yeah. and those relationships are ones that I truly mm-hmm. cherish and think that if I wasn't doing this, I would have never met like this great person. I would have never met you. I would have ne- never met Flo. Huh? Oh, I love Flo. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to Flo. Uh, and so just to kind of tell us like where we can find you, what's going on for you and things you have coming up in the new year. All right, so... Because it'll be the new year before we know it. Oh, my gosh, it's creeping up. So you could find me at Mamaku's Boutique on Trumbull and Bagley. We're at 1701 Trumbull, Suite C. Um, In December, you can find us at Noel Night on Woodward Avenue doing a little pop-up there. That's on Saturday the 1st. And then on the 8th of December, we'll be Corktown Aglow. And then we're going to have the Santa's Workshop on the 16th of December for the kiddies. And then you could find me in the new year. And I take a little vacation after New Year's Eve. So we'll be closed for about three weeks. And then you catch us for Valentine's Day. Oh. <laughs> so for the whole month Put of January, out there, you're yes. just like, you, you can may, catch me on the gram with my vacation pictures. You may not be able to catch you in January. Nope. And I understand that. So do you have plans to open more Mama Coos, uh in Detroit or any place else in the future? Well, we have a satellite location in Wyandotte that focuses just on accessories and jewelry. Mm-hmm. And we also have a little bridal boutique. So it's a little more fancy things. But um, my game plan for the next three years is I really would like to expand. I don't think Detroit needs another Mama Coos. I think we're good on that. So I'm looking into other cities. Well, probably looking into New York, honestly, because my sister lives out there, and I think, hey, New York could use a little Mama Coos. I think New York can use a little Mama Coos. I think New York can use a little Mama Coos, too. I'll definitely help you. They can use a little Mama Coos, use a little little, all things Detroit. So we're definitely working on, like, building that and getting that going. And I just Mm want to thank you for doing this today and chatting with me about your upcoming event. Uh, and thank everybody for listening. Uh, you can actually listen to Ask Jennifer, the podcast, uh, every Wednesday. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Ask Jennifer. That's J-E-N-N-Y-F-E-R. We just had our All Things Detroit, and it was an amazing, amazing event. We had thousands of customers that came out to support uh, All Things Detroit, and we're so grateful for that. We're already accepting applications for our event in March, March 31st, 2019. So if you go to iloveallthingsdetroit.com and send in those applications because we book up really, really fast. So we are kicking off 
uh, the end of the year with all of your All Things You Trade applications. And I think Ask Jennifer needs a little vacay too. I no. think I need to get a little vacay going on myself. I've seen um, a really good deal <laughs> for Jamaica. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Passport stamped. <laughs> So thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you next. Here, listen to this next time where we talk about everything small business. And thank you, Lana, for being here. Thanks for having me. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. Stay up on the real culture of Detroit by tuning in to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network weekly. Music, art, business, comedy, and never-before-told stories from the people of Detroit.